regular exclusive podcast with your hosts, Jace and Renee. And before we get into Pearl, we want to talk a little bit about a new show that just came out. It's been getting a lot of lot of bad reviews. The real interesting story of all the it's kind of like uh it's kind of like uh what's don't worry darling mm-hmm. like a TV show that has had the equal amount of drama leading up to the actual premiere now there's two episodes out <laughs> yeah and while like don't worry darling darling had a lot of drama of like you know who spit on whose face the the first episode of the idol has a little bit of that but with who came on jocelyn's face come on now <laughs> <laughs> pretty good stuff uh but yeah i i'm it's been an interesting ride seeing like all of the like people just trashing it online when i'm like i mean i don't think this show is meant to be the most serious thing in the world did you already say what we're talking about uh i said that we're talking about a tv show oh yeah (laughs) we're talking about the idol (laughs) yes thank you streaming on max yeah it's maybe you've seen uh yeah (laughs) An image of the weekend, you know, with, little... a, with with a horrible rat tail. Yes, the rat tail <laughs> is a crime against humanity. But I think that's part of the point. I don't think you're supposed to think, oh, his character, that's a guy that's cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think you're supposed to go, that's a creep. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we're only two episodes into it. So, like, I don't really think there's anything for us to really spoil. But I feel like I'm curious of just your overall impression, because this show is very weird and bizarre in a lot of Pretty ways wild. it's yeah. it's it's creator and director is sam levinson who also did euphoria i still haven't watched euphoria so i was going to ask you is this similar to euphoria in just the provocativeness of it or the is- provocativeness for sure euphoria is nothing if not provocative but it's also like a lot about i would say like it really is about the main character, Rue. It's about the other people too, but I would say like Zendaya really, like there's so much that's really interesting with that show and really deep. Um, I would say it's like not quite there, obviously with the idol yet, but Mm -hmm. it's also more about celebrity culture and stuff like that. And, you know, Euphoria is, but I would say is like just as glam, like the glam and like the way that, he styles everything in the way that it, the cinematography is always great. Like it looks incredible. Everything yeah. looks really good. That's like on par with Euphoria. But so far, I would say Euphoria is definitely better. But I mean, we're only two episodes in. So what, what's been your overall impression of this this show? I'm still kind of not sure yet because, you know, there's been so much talk of the drama, the change up, reshooting the whole season after like halfway through um and changing more of like from lily rose depp's character jocelyn her point of view shifting to being more about like the weekend's character which mm-hmm. i believe is tedros tedros as they <laughs> confirmed in the newest episode i don't know i guess I'm, my main thing is that like i'm enjoying the show i'm not like oh my god it's so good i have to know what happens next yeah. i'm more just like curious where it's gonna go and I'm wondering if this show is going to be in on the joke by the end or if it's like really just not getting what it's doing. I, I think I'm I'm with you there. Here's the big thing that I'm kind of like on the fence about with it is I'm, I'm going to compare it to another movie. When I watch this, I'm like, this is this feels like there's a lot of excess, like it's very self-indulgent. And I'm going to compare it to Babylon. Mm, Whereas Babylon, I loved everything that the, it was doing. Like I felt like it, everything it was showing was very important to the overall story. I'm not really sure with the idol. Like, yeah, I, I first off, I feel kind of weird with how sexual the show is. Like this is a very horny show. Yes, but is it sexy to you? Because that's one thing people have complained about. Is like for as sex like oriented and like so obsessed as this show is, people are like, I don't really feel like the sex scenes so far are like very sexy. 
yeah, I'm I'm not ramped up after an episode. It's yeah. it's it's pretty weird. Um, it's but, more weird and unsettling, which maybe is the point. Like you're, you know, maybe they'll it'll be for a reason. But yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, like I'm I'm watching this and I'm like I feel like this was written by like a bipolar teenager. They're just like we're gonna have these really deep emotional scenes that are really really good. And then we're going to do 10 minutes of sex and dirty talking and like just essentially a porno. I mean, that is a lot of euphoria. I'll give it that. Like, maybe that's what you're but like. So that's the thing is like euphoria is also really, really funny and like very clever and like really well done. And I think like part of that is like his success from that is probably why like Sam Levinson was given like whatever budget he wanted and just like free reign to kind of redo all this stuff after the other director left. Um, So that could be it. I'm not really sure, but I will say like that kind of whiplash stuff is very like much a part of euphoria as well. I think that's also just part of his style personally, but (laughs) yeah, it's, it's, it's just a bit more weird. abrasive here. <laughs> it's just weird. I keep sitting there. And I'm like, is this is this necessary? Like, is this is this adding to the story? So far, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the I... whole the whole end of the second episode. Like, like I was like, this is just this is softcore porn. Yeah, like, I, we're, I we're seeing it's everything but penetration. Like, what is happening here? <laughs> It's really weird. I will say like it was like 15 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Like the sex scenes are way overblown. Um, but like I think in general, like there's good stuff. I think I love her team and I hope that they continue to be a part of it because I think the casting and the mm. characters are really, really fun and also like really good. Like Hank Azaria had a really great performance in this most recent episode. I really enjoy all those people and I hope that they're around. I think Lily Rose Depp is killing it. Yeah, I think she's she's great. I think she's doing real good. The weekend, I'm not sure about. I'm unsure about the weekend. His and, music, for sure, I can tell. Like, I I don't mind the song that she has. Like the song that's been in fucking every episode a billion times so far. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be like, oh god, it's one of those stupid pop songs that they wrote, and it's gonna yeah. suck. But it's actually good. Like I can tell. I know he's a great fucking musician. <laughs> we all know that. But like, can he act? And is there like? Like, I just don't see what she sees in this guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, she likes that he's a little rapey. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's things like that that I'm like, yeah, but really, like, that's a creepy guy. I don't know. The thing about The weekend that I don't like is that I can't tell if he's actually pretty good at acting or if that's just who he is. Like, yeah, I, I I don't know anything about the weekend. I don't even really know much of his music, but I'm just like, this, this fits. It's real weird. And it's weird that you're a part of the creation of this character. It seems a little natural, which yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like I'm like, I've never thought that he's like unattractive, but so far I feel like they've done a great job of making him really unattractive, which I think is the opposite of what they were going for. Like if he was super hot or like super charismatic or something i might be a little bit more like okay i get it but like right now i'm like girl you could do so much better like (laughs) come on you know i don't i don't see it yet it's only episode two though we've got a long way to go lots more semen and sex and (laughs) who knows what else yeah we'll see uh I, i i'm on the fence so the next couple episodes need to kind of pull me back in because Right now, it's just a little weird, but watch, watch <laughs> there's, the there's, some re- there's some really good, like really good stuff in there. Like it's clearly a high budget show. Like it yes. looks great. It's just the very prolonged scenes of nothing really happening <laughs> except for very vulgar sex. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's one thing that I will say Sam Levinson has been criticized before for a lot of gratuitous sex, but still, it's still a lot. Like, do we need that many shots of Lily Rose Depp's tits? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it's important to the story later on. We'll see the big reveal. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about our idol. Yeah. Pearl, the one and only. the 
caring for your family during these times is admirable. But you only get one take at this life. If only they would just die. Pardon? Nothing. All right, let's talk about Pearl. Came out in 2022. Are you sure about that? I wasn't <laughs> sure. And then I was like, oh, yeah, you know, just one of the best horror movie years ever. So, yeah, uh, obviously. Obviously. Uh, this is the prequel, sequel prequel to X, directed and written by Ty West. And Pearl is actually co written by Mia Goth. And she's a producer. I was like, fuck yeah. She she just did everything for this movie and which you can is really tell because <laughs> this movie is just all her. Yeah. Without Mia Goth or like a really strong, unhinged performance, this movie doesn't work. Yeah. She has a hundred percent usage rate. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure she's in every single scene. She's like... doing things that we've never seen before, I think. <laughs> At least I haven't. And especially like so much and such a variety of things in one performance. But Pearl is very different than X. I wonder like totally different how people feel about both of them, because I've seen people where they're like, I don't like X, but I love Pearl. And then the opposite where they're like, I like X a lot, but I don't like Pearl. I can I can understand as someone likes one and not the other because they are totally different different movies. Yeah. But like it's weird. I like I accept both for being so different and how they are. I don't care. I think they're fucking incredible. They're both amazing movies, and the fact that they came out within months of each other—it's badass, man. Oh, we're gonna get into a whole conversation about that. But this movie, yeah, there's a lot of prequels that are that are made. This is a prequel that it really amplifies the original movie. Yeah. Which is crazy. Cause it's like, I mean the first with like X only came out a few months ahead of Pearl, but Pearl did so much of to like the character building of the villain in X, which I think was already kind of sympathetic. Yeah. But weirdly because she kills everybody in that movie, like pretty horrifically, but like still sympathetic. And I think Mia Goth just really, played it up this movie like she's unhinged in all the right ways like you you understand a lot more about pearl even yeah. if you don't necessarily think like oh i'm so relatable <laughs> yeah i mean she she really turns it up to 11 um mm-hmm. but this made me think about other prequels there's some that are really really good like uh i think you and me both agree that orphan first kill I was just going to say was the unexpected prequel that rocked my world. I loved it so much. It's very much like Pearl where it came out after the first one, but it's like really enhances the original and adds a whole new layer to everything. Yeah. Orphan First Kill was really delightful because I didn't know that that was I mean, I guess obviously it's going to be a prequel, but I didn't know like how great it was going to be. And it was really surprising in a great in the best way. And it didn't even like get a a theatrical release i think it was straight to streaming paramount plus or whatever but um then there's also some examples of not so good prequels like dumb and dumber yes i love dumb and dumber but dumb and dumber is so bad except for any any of the scenes with bob saget that's (laughs) that one scene where he's like the shit everywhere that's great that's a, that's a really good scene but that's fucking bob saget no shit yeah like everything else about that movie sucks but i think i think there's also like something to be said about like a sequel that comes out it could be a late sequel or it could be like tangentially related to the original but it like it it, it can act sometimes as a really good prequel where it enhances the world building and like surprises you yeah, Don't can, you think? Can, can you give me an example no, no, I'm kidding. Yes, of course. Of course, I have a list. I think the ultimate example of like a sequel that surpasses the original is Evil Dead 2. Okay. I think that like solidified it as a franchise and like also kind of makes the first one better when you like see where it's going. I think that one's like the perfect example. I also think uh, Insidious Chapter 2, really good because Insidious, the first one's so good, but the second one, I feel like builds the world of like the further and like the spirits and like you learn a lot of backstory i think it's a really good sequel 
And then a more recent one, too, I would say Dr. Sleep. Like, mm. obviously, The Shining is one of the best horror movies or movies of all time je- in just period. But Dr. Sleep, surprisingly, I think it really enhances the original and adds a whole new layer of, like, backstory to not only, like, the family from the first one, but also, like, the whole thing about The Shine. There's a lot yeah. of interesting stuff that you learn. and It just really enhances it. So I need to watch those. Yeah, I've heard, but, I've heard they're great. But I agree with you. Prequels like the rare ones that are really good. I think the best like surprise prequel, though, is like Final Destination five. Mm, yeah, Because that one is like just a fun Final Destination movie. And then spoiler alert, it's tangentially related to the first <laughs> one because it's a prequel. And it's just like that was like, oh, that reinvigorated my passion for the series. I'm shocked you didn't say The Hobbit. I love the Hobbit movies, but I know everyone fucking hates those things. (laughs) And I get, I think the CGI and like the way that they're shot is like a negative against them. But like for me, I just always love the Hobbit story. So I don't care that their movies aren't perfect. Obviously, it does not make the original trilogy any better, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here I'm going to read off a couple of these other ones that I that I looked up. Because I've seen some of them, but I haven't seen all of these. But one that I love is Red Dragon. That is the prequel to, oh, yeah. to Silence of the Lambs. Edward You're Norton. Right. Great one. Did that one come out after Hannibal as well? I, I think, think it, it I think it did come after. So it's Hannibal. like a real prequel. Yeah. <laughs> like all the way back to the beginning. I really love Red Dragon. That's a good one. Uh Prometheus. Uh that one's you know. Mixed reviews, but it's a fun one. It's alien. I enjoy that yeah. movie. I just think that the scientists, supposedly scientists, are really fucking stupid. <laughs> but that's kind of a thing in the alien movie. So a, a great one more recently, Prey. That that totally. was a great prequel. Really enhances the original movie. If you go back, I went back and watched the original after Prey, and I was like, oh shit. Like, I don't know. It's just like it doesn't even have anything directly related to it, but you're just like it's just another story that's really rich within that universe. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you, cause I haven't seen him. The thing 2011, mm-hmm. that's a prequel to the John Carpenter one, right? Yes. So that one is a mixed bag because originally, and like you can find it on YouTube, they made all practical effects, just like the eighties movie. And it looks way better. But then at the last minute, the studio was like, no, we want to go CGI. Cause that's the thing now. So then they made him redo it all and it really sucks with the CGI. Like it's just so, so bad. <laughs> Especially if you watch the YouTube video, it's depressing because like that shit looks so cool. They're just like, oh, that's old. But it's like, that's what everyone loves about the original thing. Why the fuck would you change it? Yeah. I will say story wise, it's like basically about the Norwegian base because that's where like they find mm-hmm. the body and get the thing. And so it's interesting how they tie that in. And I think it it's cool in the way that they introduce like, the thing can't replicate like piercings or like fillings or like anything non organic instead of just doing like a blood test, like the original. So they kind of have like, they enhance a little bit of stuff, but the CGI takes it just (laughs) fucking flattens it for me. Uh, Well, then there's also a couple star Wars prequels. I know you like the prequel trilogy. I can't, I can't, I, I love it. I don't know why. (laughs) I really love rogue one. So those are good. Mm. That is like a real prequel, cause, but I just I find that to be unnecessary. I know it's good because I've <laughs> yeah. seen it, but I personally like Revenge of the Sith better. <laughs> <laughs> um, for Underworld fans, Underworld Rise of the Lycans. Ooh, fuck yeah. Solid. Solid, solid movie, dude. Prequel. Michael Sheen. I also think I don't know if you've ever seen either of these movies. It's a weird one, but have you ever seen the Ouija more- movies? The uh, origin of evil. Yeah, I, ha- I haven't seen them, but I've heard origin of evil is so much better than the original. It's because Mike Flanagan did it. Yeah, it Flanagan. was the first movie that got him. So then he was like uh, off to the races and they're like, if this guy can make fucking a sequel, so, sorry, a prequel to the Ouija movie, which was terrible. And he made it like really fucking good. And it's got a lot of his like usual actors in it, too. Yeah. It's worth it. It's a good one. Uh. Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. I know you're a big fan of that one. I'm a huge fan. I love that one. I never even heard of this prequel, but I wondered if you did Leatherface, the prequel to Texas Chainsaw. I did watch it and it was very weird. 
<laughs> it's kind of weird. They do this weird thing where you don't know which of the two guys in like the main characters is Leatherface. And you think it's like obviously the other guy who's like pudgy and weird looking and whatever. You're like, obviously that's Leatherface. But then he dies and it's the hot guy. And I was like, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I know that he was like in a mental institution, but like, I don't buy it. <laughs> I've seen fucking Leatherface in all the other movies. I That one really bummed me out. <laughs> uh, well, Pearl is... Probably the top of the list, though, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's up there in that great prequels category for sure. Okay, so we talked about it a little bit in our X podcast, but we we got to talk a little bit now because it's been a while but the the story behind like the making of these movies is like one of my favorite behind the scenes stories like same like they went to new zealand to film x and they ha- and it was in the middle of 2020 so they mm-hmm. had to do a, a mandatory two week quarantine and so they all got there and during that time Ty West just FaceTime me at Goth. He's like, hey, do you want to help me write the seek the the sequel or the prequel for this movie? Well, actually, what what it came about was because they were writing, they were working together writing Pearl's backstory. Oh, yeah. And okay. working on that for like the older Pearl. And as they were developing the backstory, they both like he was like, I think this is a movie. Like, I think this could be its own thing. Yeah. And so they were like, fuck yeah. So they used that two weeks and turned like what they had started with the character backstory. They just like, I love that like the story just got away from them. They're like, this is bigger than this. This isn't just a history. Like this yeah. is a fucking movie. And I'm so glad that that, that happened. But well, it's so and, cool. <laughs> and when you and when you watch X, it's very apparent like how um like how much of a character Pearl has even though she's like this old woman and like she doesn't really have a lot of lines and she's killing people. It's like, there's something very, very deep here with this character and human. And it's very obvious. Like, yeah, you spend a bunch of time working on this and they're like, yeah, yeah, there's enough for a movie. And then the fact that they were like, well, hopefully A24 would, uh, will be on board with this once we're done with, with they actually, they were like, so like thinking that they would not do it. And then fucking A24, like greenlit it before they even filmed X, like right before they started production. They're like, okay. And I was just like, before they even filmed X, (laughs) that's incredible. A24 just fucking coming out on top as the best studio to work with. Well, I'm sure part of the, uh, the pitch for it is they're like, Hey, so we're making this movie X for a million dollars. Pearl, we can make probably for even less with the same exact because we're using crew. the same set same <laughs> like, set yep they just changed like they painted the barn and like did a little bit of work to make things look like newer but that was it <laughs> it has significantly less characters in it yep exactly they really like took it and was like we're not even going to do a bigger story like x was definitely the bigger budget of the two and plus it's like, but it's so funny because it's like, if you think about it, like I would maybe understand if they were like, yeah, let's do a sequel. Cause we love like, you know, it'll be very similar, but it's like, no, we're going to do a seat, like a prequel. That's like totally different in tone. And the A24 is just like, fuck yeah. Like <laughs> that's so cool. Cause it's like, it is a really big risk if you think about it. I mean, Ty yeah. West is great, but it's like, I mean, A24 just really took a big chance on this. It obviously paid off. Maybe now that they've won Best Picture, like they'll be doing this even more because they they got it. They got a big winner. They got money. They're they're good to go. They've they've won two Best Pictures now. That's true. Yeah. But everything everywhere was like the biggest movie. I feel like for like no budget, they probably made so oh, much yeah. on that movie. Oh yeah. Well and. I mean, A24, they are just they've established themselves as the studio that gives creative control to mm-hmm. the creators like they they're like, we're not going to interfere. That's the way to do it, man. You What's know? the point of thinking about business? Because it's like that just ruins movies. Movies are supposed to be art, not commerce. Well, and like, you know, a couple months ago, they announced that they're making a movie off the YouTube horror series, The Backrooms. And they're letting that guy who created that d- 
direct the movie. So like this guy is now going to be a movie director. And he's like 18. <laughs> yeah. He might not even fucking be 18. I mean, that's incredible. But like, I mean, he probably has Skinnamarink to thank for that. But still, like the fact that like all these different things that are so weird. I just know I'm in for a weird good time with an A24 movie. Mm-hmm. And Pearl is just it's very, very different. But I think like the fact that they used the same sets and the same crew and everything like that. I think that's really cool. I think it's like maybe they got it more into their stride with Pearl. Yeah. It's interesting, too. I didn't know this, but the actress who plays Pearl's mother was the intimacy coordinator on X. And oh, wow. Like did not speak German or no German at all and learned it really quick between productions. Wow. Isn't that That, insane? I would have thought that she's like from fucking Germany. She's me. Yeah. Like I was just like, oh, she's a Nazi sympathizer. And then I'm like, oh, wait, there's a World War One. But (laughs) yeah, but right. I mean, like, well, it's also interesting, too, because it's like I think with Ty West and Mia Goth, like I can't wait to see Maxine because it's like their third time working together. But on this one, like, I don't know if you know this, but we'll obviously talk more about our favorite stuff in Pearl. But the deranged smile that she has throughout the credits. Oh, yeah. It's just so incredible. But the funny, cool, interesting part of it really to me is that it was totally not planned that that would happen. And that Ty West just refused to call cut. And he just wanted to see all of the emotions play out. So her smile becoming more strained <laughs> and her crying and like doing like an impatient kind of head shake at him yeah. is because she's like, okay like when are we done like let's fucking go and like she's so it's like kind of real like i'm like those tears are real like that's fucking crazy and i'm like i would be like okay let's i'm gonna call cut like fuck because it goes on for like so long it's an incredible choice and i'm so glad it's just like they're both like not even planning that and it turns into just one of the greatest things in the movie it just shows like these guys i can't wait to see what what they do next after maxine because hopefully this won't be it yeah for sure I mean, so I, this time around, so initially, you know, I watched X first, obviously, and then I watched Pearl. Then yesterday, I watched it in chronological order. I watched Pearl, and then I watched X. I just, still haven't done that. And it it really works both ways. Like, it's interesting, you know, because, like, when you compare the two, Pearl is a extremely simple story. Mm-hmm. Like it has really only three main characters. There's one main character and then a couple supporting characters. Yeah. And whereas X like has a whole cast, like it has, yeah. it has a, a lot of people, a lot of stuff. So, you know, it's interesting watching Pearl first and like getting all of this backstory of this character. Then you watch x and everything makes sense so really i don't know if there's a right way to do it but it it worked both ways for me but it watching them the the thing that just stands out the most is how good like if there's somebody who has a superpower it's ty west being able to just pick an era that he is placing a movie and make that movie look like it's from that time Mm -hmm. it's crazy i don't know how he does it he's so like methodical with the way that he like shoots it, the style of the font in the text, like the music, the score in the Pearl score is. Yeah, I was like, there's three just huge wins in Pearl. It's Mia Goth, it's Ty West, and it's the score. Like, yeah, the score is so good. I mean, I'll say it again. I think I said this on our X episode, but I I feel Pearl is the love child of the Wizard of Oz and Psycho. Yes, hundred percent. And it feels it. It feels like a movie from that era. Like, I mean, so much of it evokes Hitchcock. And then a lot of it, Wizard of Oz. There's so many little little things. It's just great. And it's so I, colorful compared to X. Yeah, I, I, I'm watching Pearl and I'm like, this feels whimsical and fantastical. Like Almost like, like a fucked up Disney movie. <laughs> a yeah. little bit. Like at the beginning when she's like singing to all the animals or like dancing with the animals in the barn. I'm like, this is like a fucked up Snow White or something. Yeah. That's what always she's doing, right? It's like, but then she kills the goose. So you're like, okay, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I know what this is the villain, not the princess. <laughs> yeah. When I when I was watching it, I was like, okay, so this is a prequel for Pearl. But then I also felt like we're also like seeing, you know, the foreshadowing of what Maxine is going to be. You know, like totally like 
Pearl. This is the young Pearl. And then in X, Pearl sees Maxine and is like, you were me or, or I was you. Yeah. And then now Maxine has killed these people and Maxine is going to go on. And so I feel like Maxine is going to kind of be like Pearl, but in the 80s. I'm wondering, is she going to be successful or is she? I I feel like she could be successful, though. And like get everything that she wanted, but then something else still will get fucked up. You know, yeah. like it's gonna be, it's gonna be dramatic. Whatever happens, but like, yeah, like are the cops after her? I mean, there's fucking tapes of them like fucking, and she's on there, and then she's the one person like that they didn't find. And if she becomes like a fucking star, like they'll know. Like, hey, like does this does the movie from X ever get released? Like, that's what I'm curious to see. That yeah, that's true. Like, I almost feel like Pearl. Like we can watch X and then we can watch Pearl and Maxine afterwards and almost like see two different, like the alternate realities of Maxine's life. Like Maxine becomes this person stuck where they were or they succeed. Yeah. Either way, they go absolutely nuts. (laughs) Yeah. Either way, I think she's going to definitely like be crazy, probably just like. I doubt that she's going to be bringing it back down after Pearl because we loved it, right? Yeah. I mean, this movie was like apparently a lot of people were referring to it as the female Joker in the mm. way that like a lot of men were like, the Joker's relatable. Like, I understand him, you know? And it was like, that's kind of scary. But then it's like a lot of female fans were like, I fucking relate to Pearl though. And like, she is relatable in some ways, obviously not in every way. And I'm sure guys are like, that's fucking scary. But like, <laughs> I think it's pretty funny because it, it really is. If you think about it that way. It, yeah. Like a I've villain ne- origin ne- story. <laughs> I mean, I've never thought of like comparing it to Joker, but I, I, I could see it. I would watch this way before I'd watch Joker again. Yeah. I like Joker, but it's yeah. It's, Joker, I mean, Joker, Joker's fine. Like it it's also a good, it's feels a good movie. like a movie of the era that it's based on. I think where it feels like it's from the seventies, like a fucking yeah. you know, yeah, taxi driver, raging bull kind of shit. Yeah. So, I mean, one thing about this movie is that there's a lot of crazy shit that happens in it, and not like in a oh that kill was insane in some sort of like terrifier kind of way. I mean, there's some good kills, but there was just some stuff in here that I was like, this is just kind of weird. Like, for example, um, you can buy morphine over the counter. Well, back in the day. Yeah. yeah like know. 19, what? 1917. I, I, know. <laughs> I know. I was just like, oh, this is weird to think about. You could just buy morphine. Yeah. Then, I mean, doctors used to prescribe cocaine. So that's, that's sounds true. like we're just living in the wrong era. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and then like she goes to the movies and then she's just sipping from the morphine. <laughs> I'm like, I've I've drank during a movie. Never, yeah. never just sipped on morphine. I mean, it sounds like Pearl's just like pretty fucking unhinged to begin with in the movie. I mean, obviously, she's kind of feels like she's stuck in this shitty life and she wants to be so much. But she definitely is is crazy from the get go. Like, I mean, what? 15 minutes into the movie, she's fucking Humping a scarecrow. That was the other crazy thing. She just dry humps to completion on this scarecrow after getting mad at the scarecrow for for trying to kiss her. Well, she makes that with it. I'm married. Just crazy in the scarecrow's face. I was like, wow. It's also the scarecrow looks so much like the one from Wizard of Oz. It's kind of funny. I kept wondering i was like is that a scarecrow or is that an actor with make makeup on him like i was wondering if he was gonna come to life because i was (laughs) like obviously this chick is seeing some shit or she's imagining something right i mean i think i saw the best description i've ever heard of pearl with someone saying like this movie she's giving like a yassified shelly duvall and i'm like yes (laughs) shelly duvall from the shining Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, like, she's, I mean, she's incredible in that movie. I know people give her shit, but she's, like, you can tell she's literally scared and, like, <laughs> totally just, like, at the fucking end of the rope. And I feel like this is very much, like, but I love the yesify, yesified. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I do, I do really love how they portray her and that, like, she's always, she's always been 
off her rocker. Like she's always been crazy. Like she kills the goose and like the, the really first quick. first thing in the movie that feeds it to the gator. What's the gator's name? Theta. Theta. <laughs> like, really but, bothersome. And she almost feeds her dad to the fucking gator. Her poor dad. Like that guy must have been excited when she finally uses the pillow to kill him because it's like. I mean, just from the beginning with her like pinching him and like <laughs> touching him, like, are you in there? And I'm like, like choking him. I'm like, okay, this bitch, like, she obviously is like a sociopath, right? She doesn't feel things the way that normal people does, but she always like she wants this so bad to be something else that she just I mean, even if even if she got the chance to do this, I don't think she could have fucking done it. Like she's definitely not got what it takes. <laughs> yeah. She's she's uh yeah, but I mean, it's interesting how she does have scenes where she's so like toned down, stripped down and relatable and like just like really emotional. And mm-hmm. you're like, damn, I forgot this bitch like five minutes ago was like humping a fucking scarecrow. Yeah. <laughs> like when she does that fucking seven minute long monologue. Oh, my God. All right. I think we just need a transition to, to Mia Goth. Yeah. Because my God. What is wrong with me? Please just tell me so maybe I can get better. I don't want to end up like mom or I want to be dancing up on the screen like the pretty girls in the pictures. I want what they have so badly to be perfect, to be loved from as many people as possible, to make up for all my time spent suffering. All right, yeah, that monologue, that whole scene is is one of the best things like incredible ever and like that scene oh that alone is why i'm so mad that she was not nominated for for best Best actress like yeah michelle yo was the one who should have won glad she did but mia goth deserved to be nominated i'm gonna say hot take i think mia goth not only deserved to be nominated but if she was nominated i think she deserved it over michelle yo oh I okay. Yo and everything everywhere. We all know that. But I have to say that Mia Goth, I mean, she has plenty of time to win one. So I'm not that mad. But it felt very much of like a why isn't Tony Collette nominated and winning for Hereditary? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I know it's technically a horror movie, but like this is even less of a horror movie, I would say, than Hereditary. Yeah. So the fact that it was just totally ignored is shocking to me because it's like, Hello, what did I say? It's like Psycho and the Wizard of Oz had a baby. That seems like perfect for the Oscars, but whatever. The monologue is like the scene that always gets me. I cry every time because like it's so relatable in some ways. I love that like there's a long period of like I think the tension in that scene comes from like there's so long that you're spent looking at me a goth mm-hmm. that like I'm I'm sitting there thinking like, man, I I can't wait to see what uh, the sister-in-law's face is going to be <laughs> after this because she just is going and going. And like, I'm sure that like she was shocked like early on, but then it just gets so much worse when she's like talking about all the th- shit that she did. I mean, fuck. And it's so great when it finally like comes to an end, but like the longest take in that is seven minutes, which yeah. was unplanned as well because she was just killing it. And you're like, I'm not going to cut right now. This chick's giving me fucking gold. <laughs> yeah. I, while I was watching that scene again yesterday, I was like, I want a picture in picture of, of the sister-in-law's face. Like you're saying, like, I, I want Mia Goth, but then I just right in the corner. I want this little picture of her face hearing all I need this. Picture in picture. That's a wonderful, <laughs> that's a wonderful suggestion. That would be incredible because I feel like she's got to be going through such an internal debate over there being like, I mean, this bitch is telling me all this crazy shit. Like I got to sit here and smile and go, uh-huh. Because yeah. if I fucking show that I'm terrified, I'm sure I'm next. And like, granted, Pearl sees through it all, of course. But still, it's like, I would be like, uh-huh. Like, yeah. but I would just, I want to see what she's looking like. Because yeah. at the end, she's just like, okay, well, I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah, that whole scene is like, it's so intimate and like revealing. And like, you learn everything about the character. Yeah, she really, that's like really, like, like I said, like those other scenes where she's so big in her performance, which is like, I'm a star, but I'm, and then she's like, help me. Like, it's so, it's so crazy. And it's so like, it's kind of funny, but it's like, it's so incredible. But then the scenes when she's doing this quiet performance and a monologue where she's just, she's very human in those parts. You know, there's, it's important that Pearl has those because 
like I said, even when she's old as fuck, naked and killing all these fuckers, like she is still like has a, a sensitive side that you like empathize with in the in X. So to see it like a lot more fleshed out is just so good. Yeah, I think this is my favorite performance of a killer mm-hmm, or a Sen- villain. Like, uh, yeah, maybe, but of of a killer for sure. Uh, since Kathy Bates in Misery, yeah, like when when Mia Goth when she goes crazy, like the level of insanity. Hmm is just off the charts. Like when she's chasing the sister-in-law <laughs> and like that was just chopping at her and just, you see her face as she's carrying the ax. It's just like, it's like dude. nuts. And then, yeah, then she can go the other direction. And like when she screams, like, <laughs> like I, I feel like she's going to lose her voice. She's just when, I bet yelling. She, she must've when she's yelling at the projectionist guy, when that, when she makes that switch of like, like, what did I, why don't you like me just tell me like what it's like every time she yells she just gets to like it's like zero to like a hundred and thousand like she i don't know how she makes the transition so fucking fast but it's incredible what did i do wrong nothing no why are you leaving me if i didn't do anything wrong i don't understand i thought you liked me i do like you i just tell me the truth why are you leaving me what did you say why did you change you're scaring me pearl I mean, it's just amazing. It's a powerhouse performance. And without Mia Goth, this movie just would not. I mean, she obviously rocks it in fucking X. But like, she's just so it's like it's almost like I love her more as Pearl. I'm sure that'll change after Maxine. But like right now, I'm like, this is like the best thing I've ever seen. The best acting. (laughs) and And the performances are so different. Very different, but yet they're the same. You can tell that they're yeah. the same person, but it's so fascinating to watch X after you've seen everything from Pearl. And it just like, it already felt like a complex character that yeah. had these different motivations. And now you're like, well, fuck. Now I'm kind of <laughs> rooting for Pearl. I mean, she's kind of right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe not all the way, but <laughs> she's kind of got the right idea. I think there's actually enough room to do a sequel to Pearl. Like, that's actually one thing I was going to ask you is like, would you, cause I think that there's still enough. A lot of people have said that it didn't fill in the blanks all the way on a yeah. lot of things that you still like could explore, which maybe they did that on purpose. Oh, I, I want to know more about Howard. That was like, like a common thing that most everybody has said. Yeah. Cause like in X Howard is in on it. He's a part of it. Mm-hmm. And Howard pops up at the very end of Pearl in this horrific like this like fucking dinner sequence where it's like like the parents corpses the fucking rotted nasty food with like maggots and it's like and then pearl's just like oh i'm so glad you're home like she fucking like he's like i'm sure that like he was like oh she's probably gonna be like pretty upset about me being gone but it's like oh god (laughs) i didn't expect i don't think anyone could handle the shock and like I just want to see another five minutes of like, what's the first thing that he fucking says? Well, the first five minutes is her staring at him because he's so in shock. He doesn't know what to say. And then we see the camera on her just uh, yeah, like, smiling. But like, totally I just, like I, I want to see what happens next. Yeah, you know, like maybe they do not immediate. Maybe there's a little time jump so they could get different actors in there. But like, I kind of want to know. You know, remember an X, they, they there's the person strung up in the basement that Jenna Ortega finds. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know that story. I'm sure it's very similar. Like, I oh, need to mean un- looking for a place to stay <laughs> and chose the wrong fucking house. Like, I need to understand more about Howard, like accepting this, because it sounds like Howard's a pretty, pretty good, upstanding citizen. You know, I think he might be the best and loyal, most loyal husband of all time I, that I've ever heard of. Yeah, like I think there's a really great like romance story of he loves Pearl so much that he like accepts her for the nut, for the nutcase that she is. Like, yeah, and, and even like 
supports her in or this insanity. Or does he insanity. feel guilty like for leaving her for the war and that this is like his fault that she became like this because he like, you know, she wanted to escape and he instead left her there on the farm with her parents? Well, one thing, one thing that I picked up when I watched X after Pearl is there's the line in X where she says that he was deployed to both wars. So he he goes again. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there could be a whole other Pearl movie of her just coping with not having him around again. The second time. How many murders could she? I can't believe he was like, you know what? Maybe we should just like run, escape the country together. Because if I leave her here, I doubt that. Like, I mean, they're still on that farm by the time <laughs> that X rolls around. How many people have disappeared out there? Yeah. I mean, granted, it, it's very similar to Psycho, where you're like, it must be just like that, where it's like this guy could just kind of in this little nowhere area fucking take drifters and hitchhikers and whoever the fuck and kill them for so long before people figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jesus fuck. But yeah, I think like explaining a little bit more about Howard, I think would be really fascinating because he's so loyal and like in love with her in X that it's like very interesting that he comes that he not only comes back from this as in like they're still together but like he's in love with her still yeah so like and now he's like ah fuck these bohemians and all these fucks you know yeah it's it's interesting (laughs) all right ty west i am going to challenge you to after maxine you do a standalone howard movie and it's howard in the war like no perspective I just I want to see Ty West do an action movie with with an emotionally I don't want crazy in love guy. I need Pearl too. We need right. Pearl in there. Okay, we get Pearl in at the second half, but uh, like out. <laughs> I need her in from the beginning. I want Pearl and Howard. See, I I want to challenge Ty West. I I, I, want... I, I think he can do it. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe he could do both, but. You know, it's interesting. I actually wanted to ask you, like, because you, since you watch them in this different order, I noticed some things that I didn't notice before okay. when I watched, when I rewatched them both of like some similarities and like, you can kind of see how she bas- basically how she reacts to people in X. Ver- it, like it's, it's very formed by a lot of the encounters with other characters that she oh, has yeah. in Pearl. Yes. Yeah. So like we learn the line from X when he's like, when she says, you know, I don't like blondes. Which is so, fucked up because that's talking about his sister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's the other thing. It's like, how does he feel about the fact that not only like the sister, well, at least the sister's body, I guess, wasn't like staged at the dinner table. So maybe she doesn't ever tell him that. But like she chopped up the sister's body and fed it to the alligator. Yeah. Like that's pretty fucked. How do you come back from that? You think he's ever like, oh, my sister disappeared. It's probably Pearl, but I'll just not press the subject. <laughs> yeah so yeah howard definitely knows that she killed he has the sister to know, right yeah. like, okay because then when she says that i'm like okay so she must know that but one that i thought was interesting was that i feel like the pro- projectionist in pearl mm-hmm. that she has like the little fling with he's almost the same character as wayne from x the guy who's like with me a goth in that movie too a little bit he he that was another weird thing i thought i was like well who what stranger just shows somebody a porn yeah well, <laughs> i mean i feel like wayne would do that from x and he's also trying to he's seeing the future and cap wanting to capitalize on the distribution and making of porn for like people privately at home and this she guy, also she also killed Wayne with the with the rake. I was just going to say the pitchfork, the same oh, exact yeah. pitchfork is used to kill both of them, which is fascinating. But the fact that like they both are like they well, he calls himself a bohemian and then Howard calls Wayne a bohemian and X. Yeah. So I'm like, those are almost the same character. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Which is just another thing where it's like both movies inform the other one because they were like made and they already had Pearl in mind when they made X and like obviously had X in mind when they made Pearl. So it's it's great. I love that you can like pick up on those little things every time. I'm sure there's more that I'm missing, but like those really stood out to me. And I was like, oh, that's just just little extra little things that just make it so much better. Oh, yeah. Well, and like uh, the sister in law and like Brittany Snow, they look very similar, like so it's like, yeah, there's definite parallels to and like some of those core. Nice too to Pearl, and it does not work out for be- for either of them. <laughs> yeah. And both the blondes get fed to the alligator. Yep, I thought so. that was a nice touch as well. 
there's just all these little things that are just so fascinating that like you can totally it's weird that I'm like you're you can really emphasize with or uh, fuck me (laughs) empathize with Pearl even though a lot of the shit that she does is just fucking off the walls insane I love her I can't I I want more I want five more Pearl Pearl movies yeah I'm here for it I mean I here, let's do this. Let's get a a, a mini series. Oh yeah, the Pearl mini series from from the end of Pearl to the to the start of X. Fuck yeah! <laughs> and then in between seasons, Mia Goth can do whatever the fuck she wants. I mean, because like <laughs> you haven't seen it yet, but the movie that just came out this past year, Infinity Pool, from Brandon oh, yeah. Cronenberg. With her and Alexander Skarsgård, she is taking up some Pearl shit and bringing it into that movie in some sequences. And it just made me just I was delighted (laughs) with the most wild accent ever. Yeah, it's closer to like her real one, which is just as wild. I think for in my mind, she always is going to sound and be Pearl. Like, I'm curious to see like if she ever like what big roles she takes. They'll be like, because for now, I just am like Pearl. That's her. Like, this is so what I associate with her. I feel like they're going to have to 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 pull it down a little bit when we see her in Blade. Maybe. She's, <laughs> I mean, she is a vampire. They're not known for being so, like, you know, all that much. I mean, I guess maybe if she takes a note out of fucking Nick Cage's book and does a little <laughs> extra with her vampire like he did with Dracula and Renfield, you um, never know. Mia Goth should just be known for 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 the extra. She can be as extra as she needs to be, and we're here for it. Always. Please, I'm a star! I wish that we were doing video at this moment, because at this point, we would just stare at the camera smiling Ugh. until... Until we yeah. were done. <laughs> I don't think we could hold it as long as Pearl. So, <laughs> But it would be great if we could just put Pearl, like her doing that at the end. Oh, yeah. Well, Pearl is so fun. So glad we finally got it to streaming somewhere. And cannot wait until Maxine. Seriously. Maxine can't come soon enough. Hopefully we get a trailer soon. Hopefully. But... We're going to pull the e-brake and do a major tonal shift for next week's movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, we are. Renee, tell us what we're watching. We're going to be watching the Super Mario Bros. movie. From the 90s? No, God. <laughs> I've never actually seen that. I've just seen the images from it, and it looks like a nightmare. Um, but it's upsetting. We're, yeah. No, we're talking the new one from this past year uh, that just released, what, in April? Like it hasn't even been out that long, but now it's, I mean, for weeks, it's been the number one movie on, on demand rentals. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people are clearly seeing it. I personally waited also until streaming, but I, I can say, I wish I saw this on the big screen. I think I say that about almost every movie now, but I'm like, I think I'm just lazy. I like watching (laughs) it at home, but the first billion dollar movie of the year. Yes. And, um, heard a lot of fun things about it i also heard a lot of funny criticisms that i'm sure we'll talk about because <laughs> they they are hilarious in some ways <laughs> yeah people gotta have something to be worked up about now if it's not something important it'll be something very very stupid <laughs> it's not accurate to the mario lore okay, okay. <laughs> there is no mario lore. all right he's a lore, fucking plumber lore nerds <laughs> <laughs> yeah fucking nerds well anyways watch that this week We'll see you nerds next time. And uh, check us out on YouTube. We are going through Final Destination. Fuck yeah. We're on the second stop to the Final Destination. We're checking off everything on Death's List. So we'll see if we survive all the way to the end. It it (laughs) might be, we might not make it. Well, no premonitions, no interference. I think we're good so far. Thank God. But anyway, we will see you next time on the regular exclusive podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We out here.